Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Hey, Alina. Hi, how are you? I am dark and lovely. So excited to have you on Better Together. Me too. I'm really excited to be speaking to you today. Now, let's talk about makeup artistry. Please explain Mm -hmm. to us how exactly you got to be a makeup artist because I know it was not your initial chosen career path. What happened? It's quite a funny, funny, funny story (laughs) because if you know anything about me, I was quite a tomboy. If there's anything I could have pursued more on a professional level or seeking out my talent, I could have gone, you know, to athletics. So I was quite a tomboy. I grew up with my brothers. So I had no idea about anything to do with makeup artistry or any girly girly stuff. But no, upon me arriving in SA, I realized that everybody here seems to be looking good. Everybody paid attention on how they look like. Yeah. They're trying new things. I thought, you know what? <clears throat> Sorry, let me try this thing out. Luckily, I didn't have um, so much experience, but I, I got to stay with an amazing roommate who used to, you know, do this makeup thing. And she used to try my, uh, to, do my, to do my makeup when I was going to church. But when she moved out, I realized that I was really enjoying how I felt when I had makeup on. So I decided, let me try it to my, uh, onto myself. But I didn't realize that I picked a few hats and tricks from her and I was doing better than an average person trying to do their makeup. So I'll meet people on the how train, on a taxi, like, we love your makeup, how much do you charge? So me thinking that that this has monetary value because I wasn't aware that mm. it was a full blown entire industry. You know, I didn't realize that people were willing to pay so much for already that I was uh, what I was already doing. So I, I, I'm on my first client when they said, you know what, we love what you do. My friend wants to um, book you for a makeup for a wedding. How much do you, do you charge? I literally pretended this is what I did as a side gig, and I got my first booking. And I think that was. Um, I had to do a two-day wedding with about uh, wow. 10 people. And when I came back, I was like, why am I still going to work? Because the money that I made that weekend, I realized that it's nearly half of my salary, and I decided to invest in it. Now, I'm quite curious. How much mm-hmm. money was that? Like, how much actual money did you get it for that two-day wedding that you did uh, makeup? So I think it was because of the numbers game, because I, I think I was literally charging not so much. Because I think I was charging around 400 red. Wow. So now 400 rent times 10, that's like 4,000. Times two days, that's like 8,000. I'm like, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I found my niche. But it, it wasn't really a passion thing when I started. I think it was more of a, a, a means to any end. Because obviously, you know, uh, finding employment or sustainable employment or living beyond your salary has become very difficult. Yeah. Most of us are doing careers because, <clears throat> sorry, are doing careers because we are able just to uh, pay the rent buy some groceries, you know, buy a few things for a print, and that's about it. There is no sustainability in our financial independence to create generational wealth or to put us mm. living beyond just paying the bills. So when I got to find that, okay, I'm at a position where I can grow in this area. Let me invest in it. And not because I was passionate about it, but I only found the passion when I now started doing the makeup, realizing how much it meant for so many women, how it literally changed their mood when I was done, how um, it gave them this ability to, to be more confident, to be more bold. That's when I like, okay, this is something I really want to invest in. Maybe it's my area that God has put me into place. 
so that I can engage with the women in that level. Yeah. Let's touch yeah. base on the importance of being flexible as a person yeah. when it comes yeah. to careers and the job yes. space. Now, COVID-19 yes. showed mm-hmm. us that it's okay to dream even in a pandemic with yes. so much uncertainty and also to yes. try things to make ends yeah. meet, which is what you're talking about right now. You saw yes. that 8,000 rand and you were just like, okay, listen, I'm going yes. to pursue this. This is what yes. I'm going to do because it puts money on the table. Yes, yes. So that, that's quite a very um, important conversation for us to have because when I, when I came to the country, I was studying, I was doing law, right? Yeah. Because obviously when you grow up, this is one of the, the careers that you are exposed to that seem to be highly glorified, right? And now you realize that in the era that you are living at, we have millennial careers, <laughs> So sorry, that you really um, don't get to get exposed to when you're at school or you don't get to exposed to uh, in the background that you go up in. You know, it would have sounded better that to say that I'm a lawyer than to say that I'm a makeup artist. But you realize that the demand of the society that you are living in, because that's how you grow a business or that's how you become an entrepreneur, is to feed in on the scarcity or feed in on the demand. I'll give a practical example that during this COVID era, you know, there are a lot of people who uh, we started buying and selling like masks. Yes. We are looking for alternative uh, medicine that you can help yes. with flu, etc., home birth care, things like that. But if you are not agile in a season or without recognizing the demands of the society, you might be left behind. I realize that you need to create many in streams of income uh, in, in your life to be sustainable. You know, you'll be shocked to it for me to tell you that I think I've worked more or made more money uh, during COVID than any other time. Because what I did, I went back to the drawing board. Like, yeah. okay, we have something that has come, right? Which we cannot change, which might not be going away soon. Mm. But how do you live beyond what you already know? You need to learn a new skill. Definitely. A new skill. This was a good time because most of you are not doing anything. You're not going to work. Uh, we are at home. We are homebound, like 24-7. This was a good opportunity to create um, new streams of income. What the society requires, you know, everything went digital. So if you're doing a business, it means you needed to invest in the business uh, even more. I will talk about Netflix. Netflix just... Uh, produced that it gave uh, almost 1 million U.S. dollars to creators in sub-Saharan countries that you can create anything that they can uh, absorb into it. So already you need to be looking for opportunities in that space. Yeah. Rather than you just staying in, in the land that, you know, we are becoming as such an evolved society. That's and this true. society requires new skills. Yeah. So I Innovation. that is like, yes, I wanted to be a lawyer, but here's an opportunity, the space that I could have gone in. I wouldn't have written a book probably if I stayed as a, as a lawyer. Yeah. But now it gave me an opportunity to explore the other side of my ability and also my skill. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now listen, I'm I'm interested in polygamy. Not because I I, I would like my husband to take another (laughs) wife. No, no, no. I'm interested in the dynamic between the different wives, the children growing up in a polygamous uh, environment. But now Mm. you were raised in a polyamorous family of 10 siblings Three mothers and two dads. Now, how complex was that setup? And what have you taken from from it? Are you going to take two husbands? 
<laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Let me, let me, let me tell you. Um, that's quite a, such a difficult thing that I had to address in the book, which was very difficult for me as well, because it. I, I literally had to um, kind of lay myself at the table with that. You know, I said some certain truths, things that I have to, I had to learn from that, and things also that I had to unlearn um, um, from that as well. But w- what I realized through the research and also my personal experience. It always has a huge negative impact when it comes to the children, because obviously um, the ratio between the children and the and the parents and the other involved uh, partners yeah. becomes lesser and lesser. Because imagine my dad having to distribute himself uh, over, you know, all of his children. You know, it already um, brings about yeah. scarcity or brings less attention to to certain children. You know, that's when you get exposed now to certain things because dad or mom cannot give you the attention mm, that they need. Mm. And already statistics prove that, you know, children or families, including men and women growing up or being exposed to that environment have high levels of anxiety, depression, oh, wow. because now their feelings or their emotions are, are usually suppressed. You know, I can't, if I'm going through something, it'll yeah. be difficult for me to go to my dad because either that's whatever I'm going through is related to one of my siblings or my stepmoms or what. Then he has to make a judgment in between and the position that he also puts himself. Now we also look at finances. You know, I, I, you know, I come from oh Zimbabwe and already goodness. the economy is at this worst. Basically, we don't have an economy. To call it an economy, you know, it's something else. Now, how do you provide proper education? How do you provide, you know, the basic as a goal? I, I was using newspapers and clothes as sanitary uh, oh, way no. because they, they couldn't afford to buy me pets. Or they, they, they were not, I don't even think sure. it's something my father even bothered himself about. I don't remember him one day asking me about it. But not to blame him, but because now he had a lot of children mm-hmm. that required attention in their specific needs. So <clears throat> relationships like that, <clears throat> sorry, relationships like, like that create um, a lack of attention to the ch- children. I am grateful that I had the opportunity to find Jesus when I was young because some of these things that I went through when I was younger, because this brings traumatic experiences. Yeah. You know, affording to buy a sanitary pad when we are starting to work, I think I was about 19, that's when I started using a pad. So now oh the, the, the health sectors that I was exposed to that, already menstrual health comes with PMS, you yeah. know, your, your migraine headaches, like there's a lot that yeah. comes with that. Yeah. Now I have to deal with that. I'm even scared to go to school because you always have to mess up the chair that you're sitting mm. at. So now I had to deal with that. Like, how do I unlearn that? But now, how do I then try to change the narrative? That's why this is such a sensitive issue for many yeah. people. But obviously, going out in that environment has more negatives than the positives. But yes, big family always has an advantage. You know, there's always going to be people that you can cry to that can help you out um, in the situation. But when it comes to resources being um, distributed amongst those 10 siblings that becomes a problem because uh, you know finances become an issue even yeah. emotions um, handling yeah. your emotions or even caring for uh, 10 siblings becomes a problem a problem yeah. because the ratio of children to parents is not balanced let's move on yeah. over to your diary which you talk yeah. about 
um, the polyamorous family that you come from. What else do yeah. you speak about and what else do you deal with in that book? Obviously, you know, what led me writing the book was me realizing that um, there's probably someone who's out there like me, right? Um, that they are, they are caught in between. Most of people are very scared to leave what they are, uh, that they know, right? And there's a, there's a writer who says, either change comes because you have been hurt so much or you have learned enough, yeah. right? Most people change because something painful happened and it caused them to change whatever the situation, their abilities, or to learn something new, right? Or they have learned enough. So I, re- I decided on the latter that they may give out as much information there might be someone out there who are, who are so scared to leave what they know or what they're used to, who are stuck in jobs that are barely putting food on the table, but they know that they have such abilities, they have so much talent, all they need is for them to have faith in themselves. So I decided to write down my story that I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. I never wanted to, I never decided to, I never dreamt to. But I had to realize that if I have to leave a legacy or if I have to break the cycle within my family or create new opportunities for my children, I have to do something that has never been done in my family or something that I probably was not exposed to, but yeah. I have to learn it so that I change it. So because of my story, how I started the journey as a makeup artist and how I decided to focus on it, because I think the difference between many makeup artists is that some people take it as a hobby mm. or some you know something extra but i decided to put it with the value into it as a business how to establish it how to grow the business how to grow your your your, your following how to create a sustainable client base because mm. with makeup i've been able to be financially independent than when i was doing corporate work wow. not that there's anything wrong with, uh, with corporate, wrong with corporate yeah. work but if it's where god has planted you to add and you are living beyond uh, just paying rent and you are creating a financial um generational work it's okay but i have to realize that with the gift that god has given me something big and better has to come out on it so i needed to focus it so the book lays lays down step by step on how to discover purpose how to pursue it how to um take your business to another level how to take your skills might be selling tomatoes how to take that mm-hmm. and put it in a bigger platform you know one of the richest men in, in africa you know dangote sells three things sugar cement uh, i just forgot um flour yes flour so i can imagine when you started out probably just that his father around the corner but he believed in so much in what he was doing and he knew one day it's going to be a multi-billionaire business so the principles that i'm going to apply now will be that of a multi-business uh multi-billion business yes, so it's girl. the same thing the tomatoes that you're selling on yes. the street have a business plan for it. Have a schedule um, a posting if you have to post on your digital or social social media. Treat it. Have a logo. And when you treat it as a business, yes. it's going to attract the value that you are putting in, into it. I mean, so it's the things that I lay out in the book. When you talk about tomatoes and how yeah. to expand your you know, corner business or your spaza shop, I can imagine yeah. someone even expanding to delivering these tomatoes yeah. to different homes, even yeah. partnering with with uh, supermarkets within the yeah. township so that yeah. they can have, um, you know, uh, expand their business of just yeah. selling tomatoes. Listen, yeah. we don't have time, Alina. I could no. literally <laughs> speak to you forever. You're so yeah. smart, you're sharp, you know exactly what you want, and you're so yeah. focused. Now, let's talk about 
where we can interact with you because someone right now is like mm-hmm. i like this girl i yeah. want her to be my mentor or rather yeah. i want to buy the book where can people yeah. interact with you on social media it's so simple you just head out to my instagram at esmangena just esmangena and on my instagram there on my bio they details my direct line um where you can send out your details especially if you want to buy the book or even book me you know for your special and mm. um, special event and I'll send you details on how you can purchase the book and as well deliver wherever you are Elena thank you so mm. much for your time thank you Radio 2000 podcast mm.